0: Welcome back to Magna Vita, I'm Alex Olson. In Latin, Magna Vita means great life. Every week, we present best practices and principles to help you build your great life. In last week's episode, we talked about identifying and focusing on our strengths in our personal and professional lives. Every other week, we'll be reviewing a book we just read, This week will be our 17th book review. But first, we want to give you a shout out. There's a lot that you could be doing right now. You could be checking social media, listening to the radio, or watching Netflix. Instead, you are taking time to become better for those around you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It makes such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. This week's book is Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. It's a great book, a New York Times bestseller He also has a, oh, I'm sorry, it's by David Epstein. I should have said that. He also has a really good TED Talk. We'll put the link in the show notes. But first, wanted to say publicly thank you. This was recommended by a really good friend, Tyler Murphy. So thank you for that uh, recommendation. If you guys have any books that you love or you want us to review before you take the time to read it, we'd be more than happy to do that. Just let us know. This book is essentially about the development of human potential and performance. It's really applicable to all of us, no matter what stage of life we're in. And I think what makes it so powerful is what the author said in the book. He said, Learning about the advantages of breadth and delayed specialization has changed the way I see myself in the world. And i know that's vague and we'll get into it more so hopefully you'll stick with us but i really think this is so powerful to change the way we view our background our experiences and future opportunities it's a great book we can't can't cover it all so we also really recommend reading all of it we'll put a link to the book in the show notes as well but with these reviews we like to do our our top three takeaways so that we can hopefully remember them and internalize them and incorporate them into our life. So the first one and my favorite is don't feel behind. I think it's so easy to feel like we're not doing enough, we haven't done enough in our life up to this point and we'll talk more about that next. The second one is experiment to find your fit. And the third and last of the main our main takeaways is plan for the short term. The first takeaway from the book is don't feel behind. To introduce this idea, the author talks about the difference between Tiger Woods and Roger Federer. So you may have heard of Tiger Woods' backstory. He was essentially born with a golf club in his hands. Ever since he was tiny, all he would do is golf. And so a lot of popular thinking has told people that to be a good parent, to become good at anything, we have to focus on something from when we are an infant and constantly spend time and effort on just one thing. We have to go really deep on just one subject. And the author compares that to Roger Federer, who tried a bunch of different sports developed different skills, and when he eventually settled on tennis and focused on that, that breadth of experience actually helped him become better. And he makes a really interesting point that he says, golf is a uniquely horrible model for what we want to learn. It is a kind learning environment with quick feedback and rules that never change. But in the games that most of us play, whether it's at work or at home, The rules do change and feedback is hard to get so we shouldn't just take this one example of Tiger Woods and think that because we didn't start something when we were two years old that we can never become good at it and it's really interesting David Epstein says the Roger path to sports stardom is far more prevalent than the Tiger path but those athletes stories are much more quietly told if they are told at all. And so it's just important to recognize that it's so easy to feel like we haven't done enough and we're behind, whether it's seeing people who have checked seemingly every box, who have gone to the perfect schools, had the perfect jobs, but we don't need to compare ourselves to them. I think it's really interesting. The author shared a story about Julius Caesar. When he was a young man, he was walking in Spain and he saw a statue of Alexander the Great and Caesar, this man that would go on to do so much, broke down in tears. And he said, Alexander at my age conquered so many nations and I've done nothing that is memorable. And so we shouldn't beat ourselves up because our greatest work might be just a year in the future. And to wrap this section up I really liked something that the author said he said compare yourself to yourself yesterday not to younger people who aren't you everyone progresses at a different rate so don't let anyone else make you feel behind you probably don't even know where exactly you're going so feeling behind doesn't help instead pursue match quality something we'll talk about later start planning experiments be willing to learn and adjust as you go and even to abandon a previous goal and change directions entirely so don't be overwhelmed when you hear about some incredible prodigy who seems like they're doing everything possible instead just try to focus on yourself and becoming a little better each day The author said if he could give one sentence of advice, it would be, don't feel behind. Connected to the idea of not feeling behind is the importance of struggle and working for the long term. The author talks about how to learn something He says that when we're trying to learn something that is durable and flexible, which is necessary in the changing environments and complex problems that we all face today, he says we shouldn't try to learn something that's just fast and easy. David Epstein says that the harder it is, the more you learn. Frustration is not a sign you are not learning, but ease is. The most effective learning looks inefficient. It looks like falling behind. The struggle is real and really useful. And connected to this idea is when sometimes we feel like we need to specialize in our career and never change. And so instead we wanna try to work for the long term. Epstein says early career specializers jump out to an earnings lead after college, but those who later specialize make up for the head start by finding work that is a better fit for their skills and personalities. So the main takeaway from this section is to try to embrace that struggle, not to become frustrated or overwhelmed, but to recognize that the struggle is when we become stronger and that it will pay off in the long term. The next main takeaway is experiment to find your fit. David Epstein says, there are a variety of paths to excellence, but the most common is a sampling period followed only later by a narrowing focus, increased structure, and an explosion of practice volume. And this is the case because when people experiment different things, when they have that sampling period, then they can find something, what he calls fit, something where you feel like your skills and your talents are actually making a difference and you're being used how you should be, or you're, you have a good work relationship. You have a good structure around you to reach your greatest success. And I've heard interviews done by the author. And he said that when you have fit, it looks like grit. And I think that's a really important principle that sometimes we feel like, oh, why am I being so lazy, so undisciplined? And it, it might, the fault might not be our own. It might just be the situation that we're in. And this is such an important principle as well, this idea of experimentation, because it shows that there's not a straight path to success. We have to experiment, fail, learn, and repeat. To do this, sometimes we have to be willing to quit, not sticking with something for too long. Instead, we want to fail fast and learn things. Epstein says, winners quit fast and often when they detect that a plan is not the best fit and do not feel bad about it. We fail when we stick with tasks we don't have the guts to quit. The most important thing is to find the best fit and to do this he says we need to sample activities social groups contacts jobs careers and then reflect and adjust our personal narrative and repeat so it's a process it's not going to be something that we can do in a day a week or a month but instead we should be continually looking at our life at our situation at work and saying is this the best fit for me and my talents but it's important to step back and realize that when we do this, when we experiment, we're going to fail. And that's okay. Epstein talks about how the more work creators produced, the more duds they turned out. But they he says they also had the higher chances of a supernova success. He illustrates this principle talking about Thomas Edison, who had a thousand patents, which sounds amazing, and it is. But it's important to recognize that most of them were not important or commercial successes. And Epstein also points out that Einstein was rejected for many more patents. His failures were numerous, but his successes changed the world. And it's, it's interesting that nobody remembers his failures. Instead, we remember all the great things that he invented and made happen. Epstein just to close this section out Epstein says creators tend to strike out a lot but they also hit mega grand slams a person doesn't know what he can do unless he tries trying things is the answer to finding your talents and that's why we need to experiment to find our fit. The third and last main takeaway from the book is plan for the short term. This is another great principle that can bring a lot of comfort to us no matter what stage of life we're in. It's a great reminder to just focus on the present moment. Don't become, and this, I need this probably more than anyone else listening because it's so easy for me to stress about the future. And to think that I need to have a perfect plan of where I'm going to be in the next 5, 10, 15 years, professionally and personally with my family. But instead, the author presents a different way to look at our life and opportunities. Epstein says, don't commit to anything in the future. Just look at the options available now and choose the one that will give you the most promising range of options afterward. So I love that, that we don't have to become stressed or overwhelmed, we can just say, what is the best next step? To illustrate this principle, the book talks about Frances Hesselbein. She took her first professional job at 54 then she became the president of the girl scouts after climbing her way up in the organization she ended up saving the girl scouts but how did she become such a great leader did she have a perfect plan that she followed every step of the way you probably guess that that's not how she did it she just took it one step at a time epstein says Francis just did whatever seemed like it would teach her something and allow her to be of service at each moment. And I think that is such a great way to live life that I wanna read it one more time. Epstein said about Francis, she just did whatever seemed like it would teach her something and allow her to be of service at each moment. So in any situation, we want to try to learn, to help others, and to grow. And I think if we do that, then we can be successful no matter what path we go down. It's really interesting. Francis said, I did not intend to become a leader. I just learned by doing what was needed at the time. So instead of trying to stress about the next five, 10, 15 years, instead of trying to make some elaborate long-term plan, we can try to focus On what is the best next step we can take experiments or do experiments to learn and to grow we might fail and that's okay but at least we will be learning to find our best fit and to wrap up this section and this book review when we do this we want to make sure we don't feel behind we shouldn't beat ourselves up for not already graduating or having the perfect job We can learn from the breadth of our experience. We don't have to be someone that specializes in just one thing. Instead, we can use our unique and diverse experiences to help those around us. In closing, the top three takeaways from range are one, don't feel behind and embrace the struggle. Two, experiment to find your fit. And three, plan for the short term. Just focus on the next step. We hope these principles can help you or someone you know this week to build a great life. Thanks for listening. We know your time is super valuable. It means a lot that you're here. And thank you again for the reviews and sharing the podcast. It really does make such a difference as we try to help someone each week. We can't do this without you. We'll see you next week. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of others, and build your great life.